Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell them what we're talking about this season? We're finally doing it, people. You can stop the emails. You can stop the text messages. You can stop throwing rocks in my window until I open it up and then say anything style playing a recording of you asking me and Nick to figure out what is the best SpongeBob character of all time. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. President Obama. We got around to it. Get Jeez. out of our DMs, my guy. It's 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 embarrassing a little bit, dude. You should be busy. And yet you're like, you guys need to you guys talked about SpongeBob made him the number one show and you ain't going to do the characters. You ain't going to dive into the lore, man, y'all. Barry Obama, huge in the SpongeBob game. He's a huge motorboater, too. I it, don't know if you guys. Knew yeah. That about him. Oh, yeah. So just so you know, it's like. It's a lot of it's a lot of y'all hanging out in Sioux Falls and here in Minneapolis. And then it's uh, Barack Obama and actually a really big contingent of people over in. Was it Germany or where was that? We got some overseas group that's like there's like a couple. Oh, they, they ride. They ride with us. Yeah. So yeah, that's, hard. that's also cool, too. So shout outs to shout outs to anyone listening to this internationally. I don't know how you found it. <laughs> I, no I don't idea. know what you were what you meant to look for and found us. But the fact that you found us and ride with it. Love yeah. you for that. It, do tell us what you were looking for, though, because I, 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 I'm working on my understanding of search engine optimization. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get that SEO down. <laughs> but here we are, folks, in Group C, talking about SpongeBob characters. And we have, in the first matchup, we'll have the two-seed Fred, which let's just start right away. As always, we do not see these brackets. We came up with a list of 16 SpongeBob characters. Shout out to Fandom Wikis for helping us with that. And uh, we came with 16 characters. We put them into a random generator. Here's what we got. So we got the two seed Fred going up against the 15 seed Plankton. And then we got your boy. We promised y'all in group B. We weren't going to lie to y'all. We got the number seven seed Sponge Bob Squarepants going up against the 10 seed Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy Cody. What we talking about first? You want to just get SpongeBob out of the way? You want to let's rock the SpongeBob group? Let's go. Do we just want to move SpongeBob on? <laughs> <laughs> Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are great. They are. They are heroes of SpongeBob, and they teach us about mortality, dude. Okay, here's. So, can I ask, as someone once again, we've said this a few times, like SpongeBob. The fact that SpongeBob is still going on is obviously mind blowing and amazing. But like, you know, I I was first wave SpongeBob, right? So it's me. You know, everything probably up until they get their first movie. And that's probably when I'm like, oh, I'm now 16, 17 year old. I'm not going to go into a movie theater and watch SpongeBob SquarePants. And that was maybe when I was like, you know what? We're going to we're going to stick to, you know, uh, music videos and, and things like that. So not to say if you watch SpongeBob your entire life. I watch it too. Yeah, fucking I am good on, on you. There is no judgment in the, if, if this is your first time. Anyone who knows us knows there is no judgment when it comes to what you stayed watching into your adulthood, okay? You're talking to two grown men who meet every Wednesday to watch wrestling. So- Yep, <laughs> don't worry about it. Do not worry about how, if you think we're judging in any way, but that's just when I stopped. So when it comes to it, so I don't know if this has been explored a little bit further. And so that's why I appreciate you, Cody. The way I think of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy is certainly it's an it's analogous to Batman and Robin, right? The, they are yes. making, they're making fun of the, like the 1960s Adam West- Batman and Robin, uh, yeah. Batman TV show, right? But my question is, 
is based on kind of my loose memory of SpongeBob is that they are legitimate superheroes. Like they, they're not seen as much as like cartoon characters or like if I saw Adam West, I wouldn't expect Adam no, West. No, they're legit superheroes. Yeah, they have right. powers. Right, and they because there is an actual mermaid lair. That's not a that's not a, a TV show set that they go to. There's an actual mer lair or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, like so they were actual superheroes. They were legit superheroes. Yeah, now they're retired. Yeah, so that means that there was just a film crew walking around filming them. Actually, or do you think that 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 they were real superheroes? No, they they were but that real. The villains. stories were the the TV show that SpongeBob got hooked on was a dramatization of their I, I, adventures. I, I think it was a documentary filmed in real time. Okay. I just, that, these are, we're but gonna get gotta, to the hard right. questions here, folks. If you thought that we're just gonna kind of lightly talk about SpongeBob, you didn't listen to group A and group B. No. Go back. Group, if you were okay. waiting, if you were waiting for group B, Nicholas, in group yeah. B we decided that Pearl was a small whale. But this these is, are, these are human beings. So now we have to figure out the whole scale of this whole city. Are these small humans or are they, what do we, what is going on in this <laughs> Okay. Oh shit, dude. That is, I didn't even, I, you kind of forget that. These are grown ass men. These are, I mean, they, they give you nothing else to indicate that they wouldn't be right. Like there's, yeah. they're not like, they're not merv people to our knowledge. Cause they don't, they, they. No what fans. the fuck is going on? I mean, we talk about this a little bit in Group A, so I'm gonna you gotta go listen to Group A. But the French narrator are going crazy right now. Like this is <laughs> yeah, this, this is clearly when the French narrator in our lore is just tossing a bunch of like his action figures and shit into his aquarium yep. and making this story up. I mean, that's got to be what it is, right? It's like it, it is the like the little like. Uh, how in like you have like your castle and your aquarium and there's a little sentient guard out. In oh front of yeah, it. for sure. Like that's gotta be kind of what we're getting at, but that's not sure. We can say that it's made up in the minds of a crazy French narrator, but based on, we don't know that all we do see are grown men in grown this men. world. Yep, That is inhabited by either small whales or large. Cody, fish. Cody, got it. Fuck dude. Did it. Okay. Here's what it is. Okay. Don't worry, man. This, fucking blowing this shit wide open here's what happened so the we're there we know that there were cavemen cave people around the same time as dinosaurs right yeah that's that's science that is unavoidable okay or at least i think it is fuck no it's, probably... you're completely wrong but oh yeah because we're only been around like a hundred thousand years and dinosaurs were millions of years ago okay so anyway yeah. cavemen dinosaurs same time period we're, that's that you need to have that for this to work, Cody. I do okay, need you and to have we'll, that. we'll say that in the SpongeBob Lord, that's what happened. Okay, thank you. Okay. okay, so what happens is at the same time that you know the dinosaurs get wiped out, and then things start coming out of the water to come and become you know like alligators and things like that that we eventually yeah. grow okay. into an evolution. What we don't talk about is there was a, spe a species of man that, that went into what? the water. Okay. So what happens is over time, these, these humans started to be able to live underwater and they didn't, they're, they figured out a way for the respiratory system to work and function. They're able to get the oxygen out of the water that they need yeah. to be able to breathe and all of those things. But because of the pressure that exists they got smaller, there it is. There it is. Okay. They just no. naturally need it. These, if you were to take them out 
of and put them onto land a they still would they probably couldn't survive but they would be dense like their human density their bones are much stronger than the average human's bones that, and that explains why this. they're superheroes and why they're so good at like fighting and shit there it, it is. is okay there so now oh, now that we've explained it now it makes sense we can just move on because that was gonna bother that was bothering everyone <laughs> it was yeah, like that was... how could they exist we figured it out so we're good to go i do like the message you know when we talk about the message of this and kind of the like don't meet your heroes aspect oh for sure of like yeah because they're totally let down they are not they're just shells of their former self yeah well and they're well i mean they're shells of their 70s yeah they're shells of their former selves but also they were if if we're holding to everything we've already said they were superheroes at what point do you get a break and they're just like like you can't expect Captain America. If y'all saw Endgame, you know, no, spo- this is not spoilers for. If you didn't see Endgame, it's the largest grossing movie in the world. You, if you didn't see it, you had a chance. Captain America at the end of it, he's ninety years old. He fucking Falcon's like, hey man, you, you still in the game? And he was like, no, you no, kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not in the game, dude. Why would ninety goddamn years old? Ninety fucking years old, man. I'm not here. I'm not here to like fucking be about this life anymore. I'm here to give you this shield so it can fucking. I was cleaning out the cloth. I was cleaning out my storage unit. Found the shield. Thought I'd give it to you, dude. Like (laughs) so, at some point, I kind of get the grumpiness of it, where it's like, "Hey, kid, I can't do that shit anymore. (laughs) Stop making me want to do." And then SpongeBob's like. But what they, if I brought they, all your arch enemies back and made you have to fight them? Yeah, they clearly have some sort of PTSD too. Oh, they get, oh, the amount of times that he's just like, like uh, yeah, Mermaid Man. Yeah, the dude's been through some shit. Just leave the poor guy alone. Can we talk about, what's again, shout out to the fandom uh, wikis that exist in the world for this. There's, they talk about the mermaid lair, which they break it down in such detail that you really can't envision it, which is, and once again, Justice for Sandy Cheeks Wikipedia or fandom wiki, y'all. Yeah, this is dude. embarrassing. Pour one out for that. You guys this, are Yo, up. if y'all listen to group B, but like the fact that they could break down the little architecture of the mermaid lair, but Sandy Cheeks gets barely a paragraph. Yo, we're not going to, we won't talk. We already talked about it. Here's the thing though. And I do kind of wonder how much of this is maybe an allegory or a metaphor for old age and senility and, and things like that. Yeah. There's something they have called the orb of confusion. Yeah. Which is clearly they're they've kind of references like why they're a little old and they're a little not understanding what's going on. They're like, oh, it's all in the orb of confusion. But maybe that's a helpful way to like have kids be like, that's why grandpa doesn't know your name. <laughs> that okay, they're giving co- kids coping mecha- mechanisms to deal with like Alzheimer's and stuff. That would make sense, especially in our um, our multiverse theory of the French narrator. Go back to Group A so you can get on our page. Yeah, oh, he, oh the, the French narrator Patch is just sad because he's like he's like been seeing his grandparents and is like is just having a really hard time dealing with it. he's like why would you be why don't you know who I am and then it's like man that's deep that's sad and deep all at the same man SpongeBob yeah. y'all is wild they also have death grenades which to a question about is that is that an oxymoron because grenade is for death. There, we didn't <laughs> invent grenades for not death, you know? I mean, you can say, like, smoke grenade, whatever. But grenade grenade is death grenade. You didn't need to name it anything other than that. But they do have death grenades, which I do find to be just like, oh, wow, that's uh, that's pretty wild in the world. Obviously, we're moving SpongeBob on. 
Yeah, I, I, there's no question in my mind. Spider-Man We're really just trying anywhere. to milk the Mermaid Man Barnacle Boy content here. We got to get really, that sweet drip out. Make sure that teat is dry because we're not, of course. We're not, not going to blow our SpongeBob load. Yeah, no, not at all. No, we got to just get out all of the, the Mermaid Man Barnacle Boy yeah, stuff. SpongeBob's moving on to the next round. SpongeBob's obviously moving on. So we're going to, and we're going to move on as well. And we're going to bring up Fred. The two seed Fred going up against the 15 seed Plankton. Cody, do you want to tell the people who Fred is? Yes, Fred is, he presents a philosophical question, a biological question. A He really helps us break down the multiverse of SpongeBob when you think about it. Fred is iconic. Everyone knows who Fred is. You might not know right now. You're like, who's Fred? I don't remember Fred. You know him. Fred, anytime something bad happens, car crash, someone falls, a bunch of stuff runs around through town. You hear someone go, my leg. That's Fred. The questions he brings up are fish don't have legs. What is he talking about? Why does he call it a leg? Why does he call it? Where did he learn leg? Leg? Where do you learn leg? This fin. And they also reference fins as fins in SpongeBob. They talk about their fins, but he talks about his leg. Yeah. I also find Fred to be maybe us as the viewer's uh, window into the world of SpongeBob because it is a chaotic mess. Oh yeah. And Fred seems to kind of just always be on this, like what the fuck is happening in this world that we live in? Why am I here? And why am I always being fucked with? And why do, why, but there apparently is an episode where you find out that maybe Fred is somewhat of a masochist or a state masochist in the sense He's that into it. Yeah. He well because he loves the nurse at the hospital. Oh, so he keeps going, he keeps getting his shit wrecked. So he can go see the nurse. So he can go see the pretty nurse that he likes. But you could just ask her out or something. It seems. It seems like not the best way to introduce yourself, right? Like if we if we just put that in the real world, right? And let's say that, you know, if I hadn't met my wonderful and amazing fiance yeah. and, I, and I had broken my leg once and I had to go to the hospital and I found a nurse that I was like, wow. Yeah, vibing. This person is Hard. just, yeah. yeah. It, it boggles my mind that my next thought would be, well, how am I going to see them again? Break that leg. <laughs> <laughs> Break that other leg. Do you, that... There's got to be some sort of test of like, if you're a psychopath, like if that's your first thought. Yeah. You got to really question yourself and be like, why am I doing this? It's like this? that test. They did it on some show. I can't remember where the test was like to see if you're a sociopath was if your mom dies and you go to the funeral and you meet someone you're in love with, are you like fall in love with and you've never seen them before and you, they, you guys part ways, you didn't get their number, you didn't get their name. How can you guarantee you'll see them again? And a sociopath <laughs> would say, well, I'm going to kill my dad. Because they're going to show up at my dad's funeral. Oh, but then what happens if it was your mom's side of the family or like a exactly, mom's family friend? Up. So now you got to kill you another could one just of your mom's ask friend? anyone there. <laughs> no, no, you definitely, no, Cody. You, the, the other way it makes is way cleaner to do. And then you have to have awkward conversations with people you don't really know. <laughs> I think that's where we're really at as a society is that it's not necessarily socio- sociopathy. It's really more just like, I just really hate having awkward conversations. And, yeah, and I'd re- murder would be so much easier. I've definitely been in a few conversations where if I knew breaking my leg would mean I never had to have it again, <laughs> I'd consider it. Just at right at that moment, just like twist your leg down and be like, oh, my leg, I broke it, I gotta go. That's a, can you imagine that power move? Like you're talking, everyone's in a group and you know someone's talking, they won't, it's long and boring and you reach down and out of your bag, you pull out like a ball peen hammer and you just put your hand on a table and you start smashing your hand. And you're like, sorry, hand's broken, I gotta go. 
make no don't yell out don't nope. make any noise nope. smash your hand back um yeah fuck my hands broke now i gotta head out guys um uh, peace i guess have a good day <laughs> <laughs> That is a power move. Here's my thing, though, is if the whole point is to get the nurse. <laughs> I'm just imagining him putting his leg in a vice, like misery style, like ready to <laughs> smash it with a hammer. And, the, and someone's like, Fred, what are you doing? He's like, going to go get some trim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, here's the thing, though. I don't, I, I know, I, I, I don't know too many nurses. So please, any nurses out there that listen to this, let us know. But if you had a frequent flyer that came in consistently with a broken leg, it's not like it's a broken hand one time. It's, it is always a broken leg. At what point are you like, dude, I can't date you. You're clearly the clumsiest motherfucker. I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I don't, I'm not interested in you because the only time I see you, you're in constant peril. How can he, how do you explain that to your insurance company too? Like got ran over by a mob, got hit by a car. I was in a, a restaurant that exploded. Uh, I was eaten by a sea worm. I was at band practice and a fight broke out. Like <laughs> <laughs> at what point does your insurance say, you got to lose the legs. We can't insure <laughs> these legs anymore. We can insure you, but we're no longer going to take any leg based claims. You're just going to need to get rid of them. <laughs> It's wild to me. It is wild. Ugh. You know what else is wild to me? What is what is the metaphor of plankton? Like, like plankton's moving on to the next round, right? Do we milk the the bread <laughs> yeah, tea? Like, just... <laughs> you feel good about we got all that there was that there was out of the, the Fred <laughs> I, I think that Fred Teat is dry. That Fred Teat is now dry as well. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll move on. Fred uh plankton and uh spongebob i'm you know what i'm glad you did that because there was probably a universe and there's probably a thought in my head i'm like wouldn't it be fun to have like fred make it to the final four <laughs> no and then it's like no that you did we did it oh, if people were like man you guys spent a lot of time talking about a character that says one thing in this universe realize that there's another universe where it's it's like five minutes like we've probably talked about him now for almost a little uh, almost 10 minutes which is a very long time to dedicate to one character who probably doesn't have 10 minutes of airtime. it's a that. wild wild amount of time to dedicate to one guy who only says my leg yeah but please understand that if cody didn't do it he just did that it would have been five minutes on him in the first round going up against plankton i would have been kind of into the idea of fred moving on so maybe would have flipped it fred gets in now we got to make a bigger case so we're probably going to go even longer on him in the next one and then would have to jump him and then figure out how to get him into so i know it seems like 10 minutes is a lot there's easily a, a universe where there's 20 minutes of fred talk and you <laughs> and I, I saved you from that and yeah. you're welcome so moving on, we do have, we do have the showdown that is appropriate Plankton, yeah. the, the arch nemesis, right? It is literally the, you have your protagonist and your antagonist. And here's what mm. I just, I want to understand about Plankton is what is the motivation to make the, a better burger, right? Like what is, what is this driving factor? We don't know of too many restaurants in Bikini Bottom, right? No. We don't we know, know of three, and they are Krusty Krab. Yep, the Chum Bucket and the fancy one that I can't remember what it's called. Yep. Okay, I was thinking there was a fancy one. Okay, so the mark if if you were a true because I want to sit here and be like, is this like a metaphor for like capitalism and like the evils of? But a true capitalist would look at the market and say, 
let's do a cost benefit analysis. There's one burger joint. There's one fancy restaurant. I'm going to do chicken. Yeah. That's the next chicken. Just do deep sea, deep fried chicken. It's not a complicated scenario here to pan out and think for yourself. So I, that's why I get lost in what the fuck is this dude's like, what is the deal? Why? And what does uh, he represent? He represents, I think he, okay. I think he's like the epitome of someone who's trying to avoid doing work to succeed. Right. Like instead of just making chum bucket better and actually serving food, that's good or learning how to do that. He sees someone else being successful. and is like, I have to take, do that. I have to take that from them. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what he represents. It's like the, 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 it's like the person who doesn't do their homework and tries to find an excuse of get to get out of it. You spend more time doing that than just doing the damn homework. Yeah, no. Well, and apparently once again, shout outs as always to the, uh, the old wikis. Um, <laughs> Plankton has a long wiki. I don't even want to. <laughs> yeah, it's big boy. Oh man. It's a big one. And I mean, he is in enough episodes that I think it's justified why he would have this much space on a wiki. Apparently, and once again, I was not aware of this. Apparently him and him and ye old crabs were best friends. Oh shit. They were, they apparently were homies back in the day, started, started their own burger joint, doesn't do too well. And then uh, that's about all I got to as far as reading it, because I'm not going to waste <laughs> our time reading. That's the whole point of doing research in the next round is that we can learn more about these things. But apparently, yeah, him and Krusty just move on or uh, they try. Thanks. There's, there is some falling out, a mysterious falling out that I don't know about. I'm sure it's on this wiki, but yeah. that explains maybe a little bit of why he needs to like one up crabs his burger. Yeah. It's to redeem himself from their failed attempts together. Yeah. You yeah. see your friend that it's be like when inevitably when I, when this podcast does dissolve and I go on to be, have a fruitful career and Nick doesn't like, you're going to be bitter about it. It's constantly you, you move on and like make a different, I'm trying to think of like what other style of podcast. Me and, you me would and do. Nate go do the same podcast just without you. <laughs> <laughs> take the form, you take the format with you, but yeah. I stay here just doing it one man style. Yeah, exactly. And can like, you imagine, we- <laughs> Cody, can you just imagine doing a one man bracket style podcast and it's just <laughs> you talking to yourself in and out of circles about like um i mean i do like spongebob i guess but plankton's really great um hold on everyone i'm just gonna look up some stuff here oh my god it, that is that is maybe the best metaphor for exactly why like crabs and plankton like don't get along is because you took the thing that we were doing together yeah and now i'm stuck here with like being like, but that was our thing. So now I'm only trying to replicate it. Yep. And, and you, you're succeeding and I'm just watching you succeed from literally across the street. It might, you know, what would be a good idea. First of all, there's only three restaurants in Bikini Bottom. Find a new location. Yeah. Just first go to the other side of town. You'll get people. And also it'd be good for your mental health not to just look at his place every day. I think let's just talk about mental health here and just, and just say, and imagine, can, no, no, no. Imagine if me, it's when me and you break up and I go with Nate to do the other show, but then me and Nate move across the street. So you see us every day. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And like, I mean, I, you know, I could unfollow your podcast friendlier competition. (laughs) Is that what you would name it? Yes. Um, But so I could, I could just unfollow it, but no, this is, this would be me listening to every episode and just wondering how I can get that secret sauce that you all have. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, let's just, 
plankton go to see a therapist my guy yeah oh see whoever the underwater therapist is and you know what just be friends with spongebob you you and him get along you really do so there's that quit trying to like stop trying to fight with him just understand you two have a lot and plankton realize your own strength is not in the food industry you are an incredible computer programmer oh yeah you made sentient ai and were benevolent enough to make it hate you or not at only least be willing to not like you at times and judge you for the man you are dude that- not not only did he make sentient ai that fell in love with him in computer program he crawled into spongebob and operated him like a robot your you, your use of brain you know something about brains that we don't yeah. he's got something he invented he invented a hypnotic uh, the hypnopod which hypnotizes jellyfish and turned them into slaves into a game he's he has invented time travel dude you have so much talent just like, believe in yourself that's what you need to do my guy some people miss the forest for the trees though and i'm sure that some we have some listeners that are like that like i mean if you took this podcast away from me and made it and did it better with nate I, yeah, I don't know. My whole life would have to be vengeance. I don't, they're (laughs) really, it's just me coming up with, it's kind of this, it's kind of a a Wiley Coyote situation, right? You're like, Coyote, you have so many talents. Look at all the things you've done. Also a lot of money. You're buying stuff from Acme all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point though, it's like just vengeance consumes your life in a way that this made that. And there it is, folks. We did it. I wanted to know what is the metaphor for plankton? And it's right there. It's right there. This is the example of what vengeance does to you is you can't see the forest for the trees. You can no longer see what you actually bring to the table, which in my case is the sex appeal of this group. We've taught, it's well known, but if I didn't, if I, you know, didn't steer, if I was thinking I was the funny one in this group, he's not, which no, we, we, Cody and I know our dynamic. Let's be very clear about this. If I kept trying to be the funny one, instead of just being the good looking son of a bitch of this team that I need to be, (laughs) And let that be my my avenue. Yeah. And just go into the modeling career, which I always should have had. You should have. <laughs> I know. Fuck, man. You know, missed out on that one, obviously. Let's not joke about it. You were a lifeguard just so you could sit around with your shirt off in front of women. I'm not going to sit here, confirm or deny that. I, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, all I was right. here to so, save lives. Um, Rob, on to the next round. But, I mean... <laughs> I feel bad. This is literally, we just did this in the last season where we yeah, didn't talk about NSYNC. Well, so let's do, we can talk about SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I mean, here's the only thing. Is he that good of a character though? That, that is the question to be asked, right? Yeah. Is as far as SpongeBob goes, this, he does to me seem to represent the most annoying human you've ever met. Yes. Like I, it is not someone that I'm really, you'd want to like hang out with. Like, don't get me wrong. Enthusiasm is great. And that's, yeah. and that's and wonderful. And he is ride or die. Right. But at some point he's just so high strung, high energy. Like it's, it's just going to bring my anxiety. And also, I don't think this, I don't think this is too rude to say. He's obviously not the most intelligent. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed, right? Yeah. He's not the brightest crayon in the box. Yeah. So when you when it comes to hanging out with him, I don't it doesn't seem like especially to I think like when we think when we think about the characters in a world in a universe, you have to look at them from outside of what we're shown, right? And think about yeah, okay, I was just a person in this universe and it just existed alongside of them. Yes. SpongeBob like SpongeBob is not 
that wonderful of a person <laughs> or like no, he's, a, he's a lot it's a lot it's well that's that's what it is cody it's that it's, it's a lot this is the it, friend that he you have. doesn't know boundaries there's no boundaries with this guy this is yeah he's calling he's calling you at all hours of the night knocking on your door and it's not like this is that old friend of yours from like elementary school that like you have nothing but love for you yeah. have nothing but love for this person but hot damn if it's like you're you know as you're starting to and there's an immaturity to him right that like as you're trying to maybe move on and like get on to those next steps of your life whether that's you know moving away from home or Career, family whatever it is all those things this dude is the dude who is permanently at the same job he had in high school he said yeah and is just and he's happy and he said and that's fine if that's you. yeah and that's awesome like there, he's pumped about his life but you're just kind of like dude i i can't play video games every night. I can't go on these wacky adventures all the time. Like I've got to like focus on these other aspects uh, of my development. And it's cool that you're doing all the things you care about, but man, I gotta, I had to grow up. And I, and so I do wonder as much as he is a fun, silly boy. He's a silly boy. Very fun. I do, I, man, maybe we should have moved him on. Cause I'm thinking I'm starting to do that thing, Cody. <laughs> Well, to, to say that SpongeBob can't go to the final four of his own bracket is crazy, but in the in the in what we but talked is he about, the best character in SpongeBob? I mean, I think that's he. Okay, so in our Quentin has a backstory. Yeah, in our French theory, our narrator theory, yeah. SpongeBob is a representation of what this man wants to be. He's happy all the time. He always sees the bright side. This Tyler Durden character that we've created, yes. Lives in a dark French place. narrator, French narrator, and Patchy the Pirate. Yeah, lives in a very dark place. And SpongeBob is the light that he, the only light he sees, right? So maybe he's the embodiment of pure positivity. And if we know anything about pure positivity, it can be a lot. It really can, like there. There needs to be some control to optimism, right? Like there's, yeah. it's and it's, that's Squidward. You, that's where Squidward comes in. You should be opti- You should be more optimistic than you are pessimistic. But at the same time unbridled optimism the relationship between squidward and spongebob represents the duplicitous nature of this character the patchy and the narrator that is their manifestation into this world yes i mean if you were yeah i guess if you were to just map out emotions onto every one of them as like they are you know i mean so they are they are just specifically one thing he is the unbridled optimism and like excitement and like joy of like the life I'm living is great. And yeah, Squidward would represent the, the need to maybe grow up. Yeah. Which is in all of us and that understanding and trying to fight it and prove that it is wrong, but we're going to, we got, I mean, we got group D coming up, you know, you know, we're talking about Squidward in the next one that, you know, yeah. we're not missing out on Squidward. Okay. He's coming up. So we got to save some of our, our Squidward heat for I then. think Cody, I, I'm going to lock in SpongeBob. <sighs> I think there's a lot here. We haven't even gotten into his his pro- possibly magical powers, his shape shifting nature. Yeah, I mean, I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna move SpongeBob on. I'm gonna move SpongeBob on because while I I do think there's maybe more to the Plankton character and that there is something here, I do think he is just a miserable son of a bitch. Yeah, and, also, we're and talking about hanging really- out with him. I would like to hang out with Plankton less. Right, exactly. That is true. That is a good because point to say. Because at least when you're hanging out with SpongeBob, you don't have the constant feeling like you're being manipulated. 
A hundred percent. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, we got it. We're going to move SpongeBob on to the next round. So SpongeBob making it to the final four of his own bracket. Congratulations to you, SpongeBob. And uh, thank you all for listening to Friendly Competition. We greatly appreciate it. If you ever want to help out your boys, a few things that you can do, wherever you see us on the social medias, like, follow, share, anything you see, um, that, that stuff certainly helps us out. Other things that help us out, rate and review like a hundred percent of the time. And each, if you haven't already it, you know, it takes a minute and you can give us that quick review really helps us out. And then if you don't know what to write in the review. Just put one of our names and we'll know that one's your favorite. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who is your favorite of us? Tell us, <laughs> please divide <don't>. <laughs> this, divide us up, split us up. We want to know, <laughs> but yeah. So just any of those. And then the, the biggest thing is always tell a friend, just share with a friend, once again, I've said this before, but I'll say again, trap them in a car and put on an episode and just be like, oh, I just want to catch up on this podcast and, and let them get the magic. Let them feel the magic. Yeah. Let them ride. While you're doing that, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. Not while you're driving though, but after you're done driving, follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Just look up at friendly comp pod. If you have an idea for a whole 16 team tournament that you'd like to see us do, Email those to us at friendlycompetitionpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, friendlycompetitionpodcast.com. Go to contact it and fill out the form there. If it's good, we'll do it as a season. We'll give you a shout out every episode of that season. Sorry we didn't shout out all. There's so many people that submitted this one, guys. I can't shout you all out, but thank you. But seriously, shout out to Barack Obama for- uh, Yeah, he's very- Barry O is really the reason we did it. Yeah. So shout outs to you, Brock. Uh, and uh, as always, shout outs to Charizard for that intro outro music. If you want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard and replace the vowels with sixes. That is it for us, folks. Group D going to drop on Wednesday. But until then, I'm Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lanham. See you on the boat. <laughs>